You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross-country news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica, and I'm here, of course, with my husband, Kyle, to discuss the Carolina Challenge, which took place January 21st and 22nd in Columbia, South Carolina. Sweet Caroline. Bum, bum, bum. Sorry, you know how to get that in. Also, this is Carolina. That's fine. It works. And South Carolina specifically. We, it works. They all used to be one Carolina. Know your history, Jessica. U.S. history. But, but that song is Sweet Caroline, oh, which is a person, which is specifically after the Kennedys. You're but thinking anyway. way too much into this. Okay. And here we are again, tangenting further than well, we should be. <laughs> also track. <laughs> so we're here, indoor track, our second meet Speak, of the season. Speaking of which, can we just talk about, imagine running outside right now and jumping and throwing outside right now. It I mean, is freezing. This weekend, it was absolutely frigid. So yeah. thank goodness it is indoor season for these athletes. Yeah, that's true. And that's probably why they have indoor season. And they had the snowstorm too, didn't they? In the Carolinas, I think. Yep. Or at least a winter storm. Sure did. I have no idea if it hit, if it hit Columbia, I but think- it hit... Um, parts of South Carolina. Yeah, I think it hit more north of where that is, but listen, hey. I'm not a weather person. We prefer outdoor season, but this is one of those times we're thankful that the athletes get to sit inside. Not sit inside, run inside. I was going to say, they're not sitting. They are performing, working hard, a lot harder than you and I ever do. Yes. So, let's... Talk about some highlights before we hurt people's feelings. What do you mean hurt people's feelings? Well, you just said that they're sitting. So. Uh, sorry. Okay. That was a slip of the tongue. My apologies. Apologies. I sang too much and I spoke too much already. So basically, I should just do the show without you because without you, my Fine. show's perfect. I'm out. I'm out. All right. So for the highlights, let's talk about those first. As we always do, we like to start our show with the giant wins, like whatever is, you know, PRs, high performers, you know, top and performers, and bronze, all that good stuff. And then we will get into every athlete yes. that competed. So let's start with some highlights. Let's do Maddie Malone first. You know, I like to throw things you a lot. You love the throws. Now, he doesn't throw things around our house. But, no, that's true. I, go, I guess I should clarify that. It's a very broad statement that can be taken many different ways. Yeah. I like to talk about throwing things. <laughs> Maddie Malone, with her weight throw, has the eighth best in the country so far this year with her mark of 21.74 meters. Incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Second meet of the year and already top 10. Just working her way up. Everything's going well. Still got a ways to go, though, to get to that top, and I know she can do it. Hey, top 10 in the country, Kyle. I know, I know. In the country. This isn't in the southeast. This isn't in Auburn. This is in the country. It's a good start. It's a great start. Also, Kyle Brown, a weight throw with his ninth best overall in the country so far with a mark of 21.59 meters for him. Maddie's got him beat a little bit. Isn't that? Okay, I'm glad you saw that. I wasn't going to point it out, but... I'm yeah. just saying. Maddie's killing it. Well, we, but, but also uh, Kyle's killing it. Well, Kyle's... Not Kyle Loomis, but Kyle Brown. Yeah, there's already been two references to me either throwing things or killing someone. This is not good. So, yeah. Next highlight, <laughs> Mara Hualt. She PR'd in the weight throw. With a throw of 20 meters. Even. Flat. Yes. Just tw- I didn't know the word. How to say it? 20.00. <laughs> then Jocelyn Budwig PR'd in the weight throw. Also with a throw of 18.28 meters. So. Can we just go back to Carolina and just like throw there? Can we just have all the throwing right. events happen there? Because y'all know, PRs are my favorite thing. Yes. So this is like cotton candy to me. I'm just, just going to eat it all up. I don't know what's in the 
indoor air at the Carolina Challenge. Maybe but obviously, can. it's you know the wind resistance in there is really good for them. I know this makes no sense, and that absolutely plays no factor in how this is actually but you know what? <laughs> results. But I'm if going you with said it. it with enough confidence. We would believe you. I don't have confidence though, so that's the thing. All right, Eric Ebel and Kyle Moisson got PRs in the men's weight throw as well. We're not done with weight throws. I know. We got to keep talking about them. Uh, with throws of 19.42 meters and 19.34 meters, respectively. Let's also talk about Dontavius Hill, somebody we've known for a long time here at Auburn, got his PR on the year so far in high jump, 2.19 meters, which is the third best in the country so far. I remember seeing this being posted on social media. Like he was talking about it, Auburn Track and Field social media account was talking about it. It was a very exciting day for him. Yeah. So moving on to the mile. So both men's and women's mile were won mm-hmm. by Auburn. Whoop, whoop. Presley Weems won it for the girls, and Cooper Atkins won it for the guys, and then Tommy McDonough placed second in the men's mile. Yeah, we just had to get us throw a silver in there. Two golds weren't enough. One more silver would do. Right. I mean, freaking killing it, Auburn. Mm-hmm. Then we had Janiah Jones won the long jump with a PR of 5.85 meters. Mm-hmm. So this is literally our best case scenario. I love the PRs. You love the golds. Here we are. Janiah Jones killing it all the way around. I'll take it. Christopher Grant matched his PR of 6.64 seconds in the 60-meter dash. Also, Dante Brown earned a bronze medal in the 60-meter dash finals. So I'd like to ask this question as we kind of before we move into all of the results. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot we need to talk about. Well, uh, what I would ask first is, you know, first meets, <laughs> going back a week, is always kind of getting you into gear, you know, Typically, we've seen Auburn maybe go to some meets that maybe, quote unquote, less competition, and you see them typically dominate. So, How would you compare? To what be you're fair, seeing here? I don't know. Well, I knew you saying, were going to ask me that question, and I truly don't know because there were some teams that I don't know a lot about at right. this meet. It wasn't traditional, just the SEC. So I don't know. I don't know how this competition fares, which is why I love PRs, because it doesn't matter who your competition is. A PR is still a PR, regardless of who you're competing with. So I don't know. One of the things I was thinking, though, is, you know, how does this compare individually, though? That's what I was going to get at. Not so much teams is, you know... How, how do we how do we look here? I mean, I mean, you look at weight throws; it looks really, really good yeah, overall. And there's for some, sure. some running events in there too. And it's so. always nice for me to be able to see multiple athletes competing in the same event, yeah. right? Because then you have healthy inner team competition mm-hmm. and pushing each other. So, like as we start off, I'll go ahead and start with the men's sixty meter dash, and we can keep talking. But you see, we had three com- three competitors. Mm-hmm. So we had Christopher Grant, Dante Brown, and Jason Reese. So two of the athletes, Christopher Grant and Dante Brown, made it to finals. Right. Unfortunately, Christopher Grant did not start in the finals. I don't know the story behind that. Mm. So I just gave his prelim time. Um, but Jason Reese was one place away from making it to finals. He placed ninth yep. and top eight compete in finals. Mm-hmm. So it was just great. So, a question here, and I noticed this I'm in sorry. our notes here yeah. too. I think Christopher Grant is competing in like the heptathlon. Is that okay? Outside? I think that's why, because I noticed there are some different places where he's competing in different events. I don't know. Just my my thought process could be like later in the season. I don't or like know. an outdoor. Yeah, I just I just found that interesting the way we had that laid out there. But Dante and Jason Reese both made it to the finals, as you said. No, no, Dante and Chris. Oh, I got it backwards. My fault. My fault. My fault. Yeah. So Christopher Grant, he placed first overall in the prelims out okay. of twenty two athletes with his matching PR time of six point six four seconds. Mm-hmm. Dante Brown placed third overall in finals. So he actually ran faster in prelims. He had a 6.69 in prelims and 6.77 in finals. Right. Then Jason Reese made it, um, did not make it to finals, but performed very well in prelims, placed ninth out of 22 with a time of 6.85 seconds. And it's the top eight 
that guy. Correct. So just outside. Just barely outside. <sighs> but gives him hope for the next meet, too. Mm-hmm. So moving on to the men's 200, we did have a competitor this time, which was nice. This was the first time we've seen the 200 in indoor this season. We didn't have it at the last meet. So we had Brandon Smiley placing ninth out of 73 competitors. Help me understand that. 73! Do you know how many heats I was going to ask is? you how many heats Kyle, that is. oh my gosh! So hold on. It's eight in each lane, right? Or is it typically eight? Eight total. Uh, so do some quick math real so quick. So you literally have... Nine heats? Nine heats, yeah. No, ten heats. Bro, I don't know. Roughly nine to ten heats. <laughs> you have a lot of heats that Jessica and Kyle can't do the math on because we're talking. And, and we have all the function. No, but so nine times seven would be... Are we doing a do math? 72. Yeah. So they'd have to have one more heat. Yeah. So they all, they have to have ten heats. Okay, so it's at least ten heats. Which means that they didn't do eight athletes in each heat. Does this, that make sense? This podcast is brought to you by Kyle and Jessica doing math. <laughs> 73 that's, Stay away. that's absolutely incredible so anyway, amount of people ninth out of 73 in prelims um with a time of 21.72 seconds Mm-mm-mm. all right let's talk about that mile we've already kind of hinted at it a little bit but let's talk about it in a little bit more detail because we had three competitors overall we talked about cooper who won the whole dang thing out of 57 57 57 competitors with a time of four minutes 10.2 seconds tommy mcdonough got us that silver out of 57 uh with four minutes 10.2 uh, seven seconds real quick question how big a differential just given people who are not big track aficionados is that 0.2 to 0.7 differential like not not a lot yeah. not a lot especially in a mile so in the you know in any of the dashes mm-hmm. so remember if it says dash that means it's a sprint right if it is a run it is more of a long distance. race a distance pace race. yourself kind of correct but it's a fast pace. Don't think that you can go out there. I've tried. It doesn't work well. <laughs> Kyle would not. It doesn't work well. well. But so the fact that they ran a full mile, eight laps around that indoor track, and they were still that close mm-hmm. together, it yep. shows you, A, how much, you know, what tight competition that race was. Yeah. So. Last competitor in the mile, Ryan Kinane, sixth out of 57. So he's just missed out on the top five, but still a great finish to finish sixth out of 57 yeah, and top five is such a weird thing why would you even say top five top five is not a remember remember how this all how this goes here you focus on the individual performances and prs and stuff i'm focusing on more team competitive stuff like bronze silver gold medals being There's the top five bronze but just it's it's a moral victory for me to say i got in the top five i got in the top 10 it's just a cool thing for well, me well he definitely got in top 10 he did but top five, just a hair short with that four minutes and 12.6 seconds. Jess is going to get mad at me for talking about that. Because why would you focus on something that is arbitrary and you're making it sound bad? He plays six out of 57. I think that is fantastic. It is, it's the way my brain works. And Keep your brain in the sidelines where it needs to be. Wow, that hurt. Okay. Men's 60-meter hurdles, David Edmondson. He's a sophomore. He got 13th out of 24 with his time of 8.54 meters, just a little bit shorter than his previous time. Yep. So men's high jump, we actually had a lot of competitors here. So in some of the events, there was an invitational yeah. and there was also an open. This is what I was going to ask you about. So I knew we were going to get there and here we are for a lot of the field events. So basically it's exactly like it sounds. The invitational, you have to be invited to participate in right. that. So it's trying to stack the deck essentially with the top competitors, right? Right. right. And then the other competitors can be there for the open, Anybody can apply for it. Well, anybody that's on the team. Let me let me calm down, Jessica. Kyle can't go out there and apply to be. You are taking a lot of shots at my athletic prowess here. Excuse me, Kyle. You are a great basketball player. That's a that's a fact. I go walk thirty minutes a day. Right. 
I don't think you could hide that. <laughs> hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. So you'll see in a lot of these field events or you'll hear because we're not a seeing podcast you're a listening podcast you will hear that sometimes we will have multiple competitors with different placements so like for instance zach marinko is what i would say thank you (laughs) i struggled on that one um placed sixth out of nine competitors with a final jump of 1.9 meters or his highest jump and alex spiridonidis same thing a jump of 1.9 meters and placed seventh out of nine competitors so that was the open Mm -hmm. high jump for the Invitational, which traditionally only has eight competitors, right. we had Dontavious Hill placing first out of that Invitational whoop, whoop. with his um, highest jump of the season of 2.19 meters. And then TJ Funches placing sixth out of eight competitors with his highest jump of the season, too, at 2.03 meters. Yeah, both guys, you know, increasing their amounts from their first performance yeah. of the season. Really which good. Which is really what we love to see. Right. So moving on to men's pole vault, it is just so nice, I'll be honest, that we still have James Corson and also that we have another pole vaulter Mm -hmm. coming into his own. So we had James Corson placing third out of five athletes with a vault of 5.05 meters and then Matthew Asplund placing fourth out of five competitors with a vault of 4.95 meters. I'll finish this out for the jumps here. Men's long jump, David Edmondson again. Tenth out of 31 in the long jump with a jump of 6.63 meters, just a little bit short of his previous mark in the last meet. Men's shot put. We're getting into the throwing things now. You know, I like to throw things. Uh, Ethan Richter, a freshman, first out of 21 competitors with a throw of 15.77 meters, which is not a lot, but still a decent amount shorter than his previous one. Yeah. Which is incredible. But he still got first out of 21 Absolutely. athletes. Absolutely. I just, I think that's fascinating is like that you still, you had a lesser throw technically, but you still won the whole dang thing. That yeah. shows you how good he could pro- he probably is. Uh, we also got Alex Spiridonidis again, seventh out of 21 with a 14.01 meter throw, his first throw in this event of the season. We also got the men's weight throw, Quentin Wynn. We got to know him for the first time last podcast. 
glad to see him as part of the team now. Fourth out of 22 with a throw of 16.06 meters. Just a hair short of the podium. Wanted him on the podium. Just so close. Kyle Brown, we have already talked about. Second out of eight uh, with 21.59 meters, with, uh, which is a little, little bit longer than his one last time. And then Kyle Moyson. Fifth out of eight competitors, 19.34 meters. Again, a little bit better than last time. Well, and also their PRs. Absolutely. Yeah. So moving on to the women. So for the women's 200, we had Nia Benton Andrews placing 11th out of 84 competitors. These 200 meters, everybody wanted to run those. So why is that? Like, is there just... I have no idea. that's, That's an interesting thing. Why not? I mean... There's still sprints, kind of, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I know it's not the 100-meter dash. Well, they but... don't do the 100, necessarily. And that's uh, right, yeah. So this meet, they did not do the 100. Traditionally, they don't do the 100 in indoor because it is a banked turn, right? Yep, right. So the 100 in outdoor is straight. See, this is why... flat ground. If you start it, you're, you're either starting on the banked area, which is still dangerous, and mm. even the 200 athletes know that, but... It, it's just it's yeah it's just one of those things see this is why i want us to have our own indoor facility so we can show like people can come see this because i think us talking about it, like what do you mean banked curve like i mean just look go look them up online it's a pretty cool little thing like you have to just run up on this bank to yeah it race. is still such an interesting concept to me and i still don't understand why that happened i probably should google like the original indoor track facility because i mean some of these these tracks, like I will never forget being in lane eight and being absolutely terrified because at my facility that we ran out, which is in a horse barn because I'm, you know, from North Alabama, they literally, there was nothing. Like if you fell off the top of the track, which I saw many, many, many times, you just fell straight onto concrete, like six feet down. No, taller than that. Cause I was shorter than the track. So probably eight, eight, nine feet down off the top of a wooden track onto concrete. Who says track and field is not a dangerous sport? Who thought that was a good plan? You're throwing things. You're like running up like almost horizontal. I mean, it is wild. So anyway, so Nia Bitten Andrews placed 11th out of 84 in the 200 with a time of 24.67 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then we actually had two competitors in the women's 400, which, shameless plug, is still my favorite event ever. So specifically the 4x4, four four, but we didn't have any teams competing in that. Right. But the regular 400, I love it. So Asia Jinks, who is new to us, talking about her on the podcast. So she placed 7th out of 48 competitors with a time of 55.57 seconds. A great First time for us to talk about her on the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's a great time. And then Brittany Campbell, um, another new name to us, placed 30th out of 48 with a time of 61.48 seconds. All right, let's talk about some more. We're getting a little bit longer in the distances here for the ladies. Women's 800, Jennifer Dietrich, the senior, 17th out of 48 competitors with a time of 2 minutes, 17.8 seconds, which is a little bit longer than the last one. The women's mile, Presley Williams, who we've already talked about, killed it. First overall out of 57 competitors. Four minutes, 44.4 seconds. Couldn't get any more fours in there. Right. Four, 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 four. four. Uh, Haley Porterfield, the freshman, fifth out of 57, right behind her. Four minutes, 58.7 seconds. Her best time of the season as well. We got the women's 60-meter hurdles. Nia, Nia Brent, Benton Andrews, uh, the sophomore ninth out of 24 competitors with a time of 8.67 seconds. Kiara McCarroll, the senior, 20th out of 24 with a time of 9.17 seconds. And Asia Jinx, the 23rd out of 24th place, 9.29 seconds was her run. 
So moving on to women's high jump, um, we get to see Grace and Scott. I don't believe we've talked about her either. So another great name that we get to talk about this season, placing first out of 15 in the open women's high jump with a jump of 1.68 meters. And then Allison Tanner placed eighth in the open high jump with 1.60 meters. Then Kamaya Dendy placed fourth out of seven, which was in the invitational, the women's high jump invite with a jump of 1.73 meters. Mm -hmm. Moving on to pole vault. Again, I love that we have pole vault athletes. It's not every school that has one. So we actually have two for the women. Lexi Lena Weber placing fifth out of seven athletes with a jump of a vault, I guess, excuse me, of 3.75 meters. We've debated this before. Yeah, <laughs> Is it a have. jump or a vault? I'm going to go with vault. But anyway. And then Rhiannon Held placing sixth out of seven with a vault of 3.65 meters. Long jump, Janiah Jones, first overall out of 31 competitors with a jump of 5.85 meters. Elise Heddens, a freshman, 14th out of 31, 5.11 meters, was just a little bit short of her previous mark in the first meet. And then Kiara McCarroll again, 15th out of 31 with a 5.1 or 5.10 meter mark. The triple jump, which always baffles me that people can actually do this type Look, of thing. Honestly, y'all, if you have not watched the triple jump, you need to YouTube this. It is an you, athletic feat. People, you have homework for this week. Go look up the images of the bank tracks for indoor and go look up triple jump. Triple jump is honestly one of those things, like truly, like I am amazed by all of these athletes. Whether you come in first or last, I am impressed with you and your dedication to the sport. And just, you know, the true... um. What am I looking for? Like self awareness, motivation, commitment, everything that it takes to be a true collegiate athlete. But the triple jump, I am super impressed with you because I can't even walk and do those things. Honey, you can't triple walk. You can't triple put two steps in front of you. Literally, and to not the the amount of times that you could scratch and be disqualified Mm -hmm. out of the triple jump. Like there are so many things you could do wrong. And these athletes do it right all the time. Do yourself a favor, go watch it. Speaking of somebody that does it right, Janiah Jones. Did it right. Yep. Six out of eight competitors, 11.81 meter jump for her. Uh, Moving on to women's shot put. We had a lot of competitors. So this is one of those where we had the open and the invite. So we'll start with the invite. We had Jocelyn Budwig in the women's shot put invitational. She placed third out of ninth, out of of nine, excuse me, with 15.56 meter throw. And then Mara Hewalt placing sixth out of nine competitors with a throw of 14.96 meters. Mm-hmm. So then to the women's shot put open, we had Kiera McCarroll placing 11th out of 35 athletes with a throw of 12.41 meters. Trinity Love placing 32nd in a throw of 9.94 meters. And Elise Heddens placing 33rd with a 9.5 meter throw. Now, just for point of conversation, you, you may not know the answer to this. Thinking about opens, invitationals, all that kind of stuff. I would imagine the invitational doesn't really count towards championships and stuff like that for setting your... I, I wouldn't think so if it's just a chance for you to get out there and compete. Just kind of spitballing. full of questions today. This is where my mind goes sometimes. I know. I someone, love it. You're someone, very inquisitive. Just, you know, learn a little bit more about track and field. Uh, maybe someone can answer that for us. Moving on to the women's weight throw... Um, again, same situation where we've got an open and an invitational. So we'll start with the open. We had Trinity Love with, a, she placed in the women's weight throw open. She placed 14th out of 30 competitors with a throw of 13.69 meters. And then for the invitational, we had three competitors, which is very impressive that all three were invited. We had Mar- Maddie Malone, excuse me, placing first out of eight with a throw and a 
PR, I believe, and you know the Best eighth in the, the country. So far. You know all the things with a throw of twenty one point seven four meters. Now Mara, I know Mara Hewalt. This is a PR for her twenty point oh oh meters, placing third out of eighth. And look at the difference, Kyle. So last meet, she threw 18.64 meters. Mm -hmm. This meet, she threw 20.00 meters. She was like, eh, we're just going to skip the 19s. Got it. (laughs) Then we had Jocelyn Budwig placing fifth out of eight with a throw of 18.28 meters. So really, really solid performance by the throw, throwing athletes from Auburn, both men and women. Yep. But I'm just really impressed overall with this meet. Mm-hmm. I feel like we had a lot of good competition, a lot of Auburn competition. Mm-hmm. Kyle did ask about that, and I'm not sure about overall competition. Right. But just really pleased with the way the athletes were able to compete with each other. Well, and that's the thing, too. You would expect as the season goes further along, the competition gets harder and harder. Just ten- tendency is to do that. And so you've seen a lot of athletes take that next step forward. And just because someone didn't get a better time or a better throw or jump or whatever – this meet doesn't mean it's not going to get better for them. Everybody's got little, you know, moments. Let me let me throw basketball in here. Jabari Smith, the number one player in the nation, had one of his worst games recently against Missouri. Against Missouri, and we almost lost the game. It wasn't his fault, but I'm just saying. And nobody's going to fault that against him. So if you're one of these athletes that maybe had just a little bit of a step back in terms of times or numbers, things like that, we got you, and we're expecting big things out of you for the next meet. That's right. So speaking of the next meet. Auburn goes to Texas Tech for the Texas Tech Open and Multis, January 28th and 29th. I know! I'm so excited that we're going somewhere different. I mean, I feel like we go between Carolina, Tennessee, and Florida. Florida. Yeah, I it. I feel like sometimes Arkansas, too, for for indoors, maybe every once in a while. Well, and I think that's where the championships were last year. Yeah, that sounds about right. But Texas Tech, I'm so excited. It's like a desert out there in Lubbock. Okay, I was about to say, what's the name of that city? Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock, Texas. Where Tommy Tuberville used to be, you know, back in the day. A lot of good people came from there. (laughs) I guess Mainly Tommy Tuberville, because that's the only person I know from there. You might be a little bit of a Tommy Tuberville fan. I'm also an Auburn fan. That's true. And once an Auburn man, always an Auburn There you go. War Eagle to that. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.